Hi, this is Angie Meadows. I'm glad to have you again today. This is the Rocker Recovery, and we're on Overcoming Torment Lesson 7. It's called The Yoke of Slavery. If you want the PDF, it's on enablersjourney.com. If you want the YouTube, it's under my name, Angie G. Meadows. If you want the podcast, it's under Rock a Recovery. So let's see if we can open up this lesson and share so that if you're working with your groups, you'll be able to, uh, they'll be able to see it. Okay, so there is a yoke of slavery and we've been talking about offense for several lessons. We've been talking about how if we receive an offense out of emotional wounds, if we allow a wound to come into our heart, if we allow ourselves to receive an offense, then the ministry is harmed. Uh, we're stumbling and things are not right in our life. We lose our armor. We lose our helmet. So now we've got the Matthew 18 uh, debtor's prison where we're tormented. Uh, we've lost our breastplate of righteousness. We've lost our belt of truth because we don't believe God's in charge. We've lost our shoes of peace because we can't walk out this, this life of faith. We've lost our shield of faith. We've lost uh, a sword of the spirit, which is the word of God to trust in the Lord. So this is uh, one of our last lessons on um, offense. And if we take an offense, we're going to be in a yoke of slavery. So we will do a self-evaluation uh, tool at the end so you can see if you are in that yoke of slavery. So the introduction here says, do not coddle a tormented demeanor. A tormented mind can be turned inward and develop into destructive thinking. And we all know what that so sounds like and feels like in our mind. It's very painful. This could produce fretting and chronic ruminating on unsolvable problems. It could lead to depression, addiction, or suicide thinking. So whatever we focus on is what's going to grow in our life. So we want to make sure that we're not focusing on the negative and on the things that we can't control because if we do we're going to lose sight of the good things that's in our life so now if we have internal torment it's going to yield us chronic pain and, and chronic physical ailments um stomach aches uh, and, um, tightness in my face and in my jaws this just this irritation all the time uh, waking up at night and not being able to sleep or being depressed and sleeping too much and then if we have if it's manifesting itself as external torment, we're gonna to be bullying and raging and verbally abusing others. So if you have those behaviors, I want you to go back and I want you to look for where you're wounded. Because every time another wound comes at you that looks like that old wound, it's gonna trigger you and you're gonna start bullying and being angry and, and aggressive verbally. And in the next book, we're gonna start talking about how to recognize those types of wounds. So now when you're on a slow brew of being offended and you're not really, it's not really in deep internally, it's not exposed, you know, attacking everybody else externally, it's coming out as murmuring and grumbling and irritability. And so when we've got that irritability that's under, under, uh, brewing under that, then every one of our relationships are affected because we have accepted this offense and we're taking on this offense as our identity and as our right to carry it. So we're going to look at some, some reasons not to take an offense. So there is a deliverance and there is a freedom. And so I want you to refuse this yoke of slavery, this being under 
and a yoke of offense is slavery. So it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So stand firm, then do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And that's in Galatians 5.1. So here are some reasons to not take an offense. Anger will never produce righteousness, James 1.20. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Number two, two wrongs do not make a right. So James 2.20 says, you foolish man, do you want evidence that faith without works is useless? So he's saying that what we need to do is have our, our good works, our good speech, our good attitude, our uh, love that's covering offenses, um, our boundary that's refusing uh, uh, this person access to us to continue to offend us. He wants us to do what's right. He wants us to have good works so that we can practice love. So if we, if somebody else does wrong to us and we take an offense, well, now that's two wrongs. And we didn't, we didn't accomplish anything there other than mirroring what they have done and taken on their, their behaviors and their attitudes in, in an offense. So number three, it is developing character. So when offenses are coming, I want you to practice good character, practice being patient, practice waiting, practice being kind. Hebrews 13, 21 says, uh, the Lord will equip us with everything good for doing his will and he, that he may work in us what is pleasing to him. So number four, we have to understand that God has a plan for us, maybe one that we cannot see. And in Jeremiah 29, 11, 13, it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And if we have eyes of faith, then we can see into the eternal realm what God has for us in our life that um, needs to be brought into reality and into purpose. But if we're just stuck on this temporal things, we're going to miss all those good gifts that God has for us. So I want you to know that the Lord has a plan here. And I want you to speak that truth to yourself instead of taking an offense. So number five, it is living in the past and not reaching for the future. Paul talks about in Philippians 3.13. He says, one thing I do is I forget what's behind me and I strain towards what's ahead of me. And number six, it will make us weary and faint. In Hebrews 12.3, consider him who endures such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So losing heart and growing weary, that's called faint heartedness. And I believe what would be pleasing to the Lord is that we are steadfast. We just pick ourselves up and we say, I'm going, to, this is my purpose. I'm going forward. I'm continuing to strive for the prize, for the mark, for the thing that is ahead of me, for the goal that I have. And that goal is going to be the fruit of the spirit to be able to walk in love, joy, and peace. So let's look at the next one. That's number seven. We will lose our joy. James 1, 2, consider it pure joy, my brethren, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And I just finished a lesson on joy, and it's very, it's very uh, exciting to look at this and to understand that joy is one of those gifts from the Spirit. It's one of those things that's bigger than us, one of those things that we have to cry out for and pray for, just like courage, uh, just like boldness. 
just like humility, those things are, are much bigger than me. Those are things that are higher and things that I have to uh, rise to um, obtain and I have to pray for. So joy is a choice. So I want you to choose joy, even in circumstances that are not joyful. And number eight, it is forgetting to trust the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Number nine, it is a lack of, under, of understanding that all things work together for good. Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. So the exercise here is that I want you to choose a reason to not take an offense and then discuss it with your group. So let's review. Anger does not produce righteousness. Two wrongs are not gonna make a right. We need to have our character developed. Um, God has a plan we cannot see. Uh, we don't need to be living in the past but reaching for the future. Um, we don't need to be weary or faint-hearted. We need to work on being steadfast. We don't want to lose our joy. That's ours. That's our inheritance. That's what we don't want robbed from us. So we have to protect that. And we want to never forget to trust the Lord. And we want to understand that all things work together for good to those who are called according to his purpose. So we want to be able to follow after God and lay it before him and say, Lord, what do you want me to learn here? How do you want me to grow here? Um, how... How do you want me to go back and love this person? Do you want me to go back and uh, fix this situation? Is there something in the situation that was my fault? And you're just magnifying a big magnifying mirror in front of me so that I can get the, the plank out of my own eye before I get the splinter out of my brother's eye and ask the Lord and, and then just be really quiet with, with in his presence and he will, he will uh, give you that wisdom. So the application is, Learning not to take an offense is a lifelong maturity skill. Once I was with a very grumpy family member who desperately needed my help. I consistently was offended with them and I was chronically tormented and did not want to help them. So when I decided to love them and not take an offense, I cared for their needs and understood their emotional pain and developed a heart of compassion for them. And the mental torment stopped. And then I could enjoy the good part of that relationship. And then I could set boundaries with the emotional immaturity and not mirror back that emotional immaturity from me, but instead I could mirror back maturity. So if you have a 90 year old grandmother that's uh, you know in a lot of pain or, or really disappointed with the way life has turned out uh, and is grumpy and growly, instead of um, engaging that part of that immature um, immaturity in her, I want you to just go and, and make a meal for her and, and help her with her needs and, and just love her right where she's at. And that's going to give you joy. And then it, it actually pulls them out of that depression and out of that grumpiness and, and it gives them the strength and the courage to not be faint hearted and to be able to enjoy their day. So the principle here is uh, when we allow an offense, it's bondage. So we do not want to be in a yoke of bondage. So in conclusion, when we are not offended, we will start to grow and be transformed. We can begin to develop the fruit of the spirit and our countenance will radiate with the newness of life. Not taking a defense is more than thinking positive thoughts. It's a renewed mind that thinks God's thoughts. It is living with an eternal perspective and not with a temporary view. 
So how do you not get wrapped up in this temporary stuff that's going on? Well, when it's temporary, it's temporary. So if you allow temporary things to rob you, I, I don't think, I don't think that I can walk in faith if my eyes are on the temporal. I think that I'm going to be stumbling at every turn. And, and I think that the enemy doesn't care where he trips me up. He doesn't care if he entangles my feet with what happened in the past or, or with, with uh, grumbling and, and problems in the, future, in the present or things that I'm worried about in the future. He doesn't care as long as he robs me of my joy today. And so that's joy is mine. And it's yours to have if you hold on to it and don't let anybody steal it. Particularly no temporary circumstance is allowed to steal your joy or your happy heart. And that happy heart is my responsibility to maintain. So now I'm, I want to live above the temporal with an eternal view. And if you are in the stench of the grave clothes of offense, Connect with strong believers and let them obey the command of Christ at the resurrection of Lazarus. His command said, loose him and let him go in John 11, 43 and 44. So offenses bind us to this temporal world, but God wants our eyes fixed on the eternal. So let these godly, good, strong friends help loose you from anything that's uh, um, got a great stench in your life and so you need one or two friends that can talk you off the ledge that can you can vent to and you can uh that can not indulge any offense uh, that you're that you're uh, taking but instead can draw you back to what's right and to building character and to being able to walk above circumstances that are in your life so let's practice our scripture the lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer my god my strength in whom i will trust my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower psalms 18 2. lord jesus our beloved savior we just thank you for these lessons of maturity shape us and mold us into your image that we may be more like you let us live under your presence like nothing or no one has has the power to offend us ever again in Jesus name, amen. So let's look at the um, self um, evaluation survey of a yoke of slavery. Now, I have to make a confession here. I wouldn't have come up with this self evaluation scale if I hadn't stumbled into every one of these. <laughs> so, so all my fingers are pointed at me here. So I know when I when I've got some of this stuff going on that I'm in a yoke of slavery and I've taken an offense. And you know, sometimes we can take an offense and not even know we've taken an offense. So it's very important that we start um, identifying when we're offended. So here it is, the yoke of slavery evaluation. I'm offended easily. I carry emotional wounds. I have anxiety. I have increased stress. I have exaggerated emotions. I have increased trauma. I'm double-minded. I'm unstable in all my ways. I'm indecisive. Can't decide what to do from one day to the next. I'm contentious or arguing. I lack connectedness with other believers. I'm bitter and then I'm more bitter. <laughs> and it's easy for me to harbor that bitterness and uh, rehearse those regrets and that bitterness. And then I get overwhelmed and depressed. 
So if any of these uh, sound familiar, then I want you to look for your wound or your offense. And an offense is a wound. So if you're just really hurt and you're hurt easily, then you're offended easily. And that offense is putting you in a yoke of slavery. So today I want you to learn the skill of not allowing yourself to be put into that kind of bondage. I set you free because Christ has come to set us free. Let's see, let's read that scripture in 5.1 before we close. Stand firm. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Stand firm then. Do not let yourselves be burdened again by yoke of slavery. Galatians 5.1. And this is Angie G. Meadows, and this is the Rocker Recovery. And we're on a podcast, Rocker Recovery. We're on YouTube under Angie G. Meadows. And my website is enablersjourney.com if you would like the PDFs. So goodbye, guys. We'll be back uh, next week with another lesson on how to overcome the torment. And definitely offense gives us torment. So you practice this week on how not to take an offense and how to recognize when you're in that yoke of slavery. And I will see you later. Bye-bye.